0: Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Ms. Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities, and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. Not quite sure what the title of this episode is going to be, but we're going to discuss two topics. One, Get Smart with Money, which is a new personal finance film that came out on Netflix. And two, Money Mindset. So earlier this week, I went to a screening of Get Smart with Money because I don't have a Netflix account. And I went to the screening with the Budgetista, Tiffany Aleche. She is in this movie, I am a money nerd and love all things personal finance. And so I was really excited to go and see this movie also because Tiffany was a former pre-K teacher who turned into a financial influencer, advisor, guru, whatever title you want to give to her. But um, as you know, we're all about educators and their side hustles um, and living their best life in which Tiffany definitely... Is so she put out that she was, you know, in this film and she was doing a screening, and I was able to get a ticket, and so I went to see the screening. I didn't really know what to expect, I knew that it would be good because she, everything she seems to be involved in, always turns out really well and is always really educational. So, the premise of the film was to follow four money coaches as they supported for people in their money journeys. So the money coaches were Peter, Peter Abney, who is Mr. Money Mustache, of course, Tiffany Alecce, the Budgetista, Ross McDonald, um who is Ross Mack, and Paula Pant of Afford Anything. So Mr. Money Mustache is like one of the first blogs um, that I read when it came to personal finance. And he really targets families who are high money earners, who want to um, retire early, be financially independent and retire early. Tiffany is a former pre-K teacher who became a financial educator. She supports black women in uh, Personal finance basics, budgeting, credit, investing, purchasing homes. She's had a, a wonderful um, financial challenge that I joined many years ago. But in fact, she was my son's money camp counselor when he was a when he was about six years old. I sent him to a money camp called World of Money, and she was his money counselor there. And so that's how I first became aware of her um, many years ago. And then Paula Pant, who writes a blog, Afford Anything, she's more into real estate, um, flipping, uh, landlording, that sort of thing. And I love her site because it talks, she says, you know, you can afford anything. You just may not be able to afford everything at the same time. And then Ross Mack, I was not aware of and so I learned about him in the film and he is an influencer that really helps people with investing. So they were each paired with with someone so that they could help them and we were able to watch their journey. So Mr. Money Mustache was... Assigned with a couple, who the husband was an engineer and the wife was a psychotherapist. The husband lost his job during COVID. He became a stay at home stay-at-home dad, and the wife's psychotherapist and coaching business skyrocketed. So they were the high income family. Mister Money Mustache's targeted audience and they were trying to figure out how they were going to be able to be financially independent and retire early. Tiffany was paired with someone, um, with a young lady named Ariana. She was married. Um, Her husband kind of was, and she had two kids. She was was married. She had two kids um, and she was a spender. She had high student loan debt and high credit card debt. And then Paula Pant, she was partnered with an artist who worked in the service industry. And she was basically living check to check and coming up in the red almost every month. She had less than $500 in her savings account. And then Ross Mack, he was assigned... An NFL player and who had been um, injured and had a large lump sum of money in his account, but wasn't bringing in any money, any additional money. So it was really, really interesting all four of these archetypes and how these coaches really supported them to reach their goal and, of course, it wouldn't have gotten i think picked up if it you know didn't have a great story. What I loved about this film was that it wasn't shaming, right? It was just really matter of fact. This is who we are. These uh participants or coaches were very vulnerable and very transparent in what they were facing, and what I loved about the coaches and the story was it wasn't just like a one-shot deal, right? It wasn't like, oh, I met with this coach and now my life is great. You saw ups and downs and dips and turns, um, which add to the uh, drama of the film and definitely keep you engaged in the process. But you'll also be able to take away really interesting tidbits, or at least I was able to take away really interesting tidbits from every single scenario. So I'm a single mom and um, single income household, uh, but I learned and thought of something and I learned in the process of the high earning couple because essentially they were only living off of one income and the wife was the breadwinner right? So that was an interesting perspective. And in each coach sharing their, you know, system and processes, the whole, um, the one thing that I took away from Mr. Money Mustache was the personal justification, the purchase justification machine. So he just mentions like how mentally, no matter what income level we are at, whether we should be spending money or not in our heads, we have this purchase justification machine where we can justify any purchase that we want because we want it. And so it was just really interesting to reflect on like, what is my, um, kind of like, how does my personal uh, justification machine work. Um, as I said, you know, in previous episodes, especially around my son's senior year, I made lots of emotional purchases this year because I wanted my son to have the best senior experience and transition into college possible. So when a lot of those purchases were made, or the decision to make those purchases were made, I totally admit i'm not even going to plead the fifth i totally admit to saying oh he never asked me for anything oh the house needs to look wonderful for his party oh he's never going to be a senior again so those were definitely the terms and the oil or the grease to my personal justification machine and that i took away from that interaction um with Mr. Money Mustache and the couple that he was counseling. And then Tiffany, her coachee was also married, but it only focused on her and her and her trying to get out of her consumer debt because she had student debt as well. And just like the stress, and she was very transparent about the shame that she had over her her um debt and I actually got to meet her at the premiere and so you know to sit there and see and to meet the live person versus just seeing them seeing them on screen was also a treat and gave compassion and hopefully the compassion that I bring in this podcast around you know releasing the shame like you have to give yourself grace and you have to release the shame of being a debt or not being good with money right and this is where the mindset piece comes in but like you have to face it and then do something about it and just stuffing it under is not going to help so the two things that i got out of tiffany's segment and her coaching and these things happen interchangeably but the two things that i got out of that was one automation which is how i live my life financially for the most part you have to be really careful when it's like automating on subscriptions and that sort of thing, which is why I don't have streaming subscriptions um, services, but definitely one is the automation part. And two um, is this releasing of the shame, right? Really doing the mindset work to expect abundance, to not say things because your words have power, Like, you know, I'm not good with money. But even if you can turn I'm not good with money to I'm getting better with money, (laughs) it's a huge thing saying that you believe that you can and that things will change. Because if you carry that shame, you can't move forward. So the mindset piece was really, it came out somewhat across all four coaches, but definitely in the work that Tiffany did with her coachee um, Ariana. Now the third coach was Paula Pant. This story was probably the furthest away from my like life experience. And this was except for the fact that, well, no, it is the furthest. So she, her coachie was an artist. She was like a visual artist as well as she was into fashion. So she could sew and do those sorts of things. But as we know, um, it's challenging to get paid for your art. And so in the meantime, she had two service industry jobs. I think both were being waitresses at two different restaurants. And she was very transparent, not only about wanting to get paid for her art, the challenges that she had being a service uh, industry worker um, and the lack of health care that, that she had. And so it was just really like, oh my goodness, how does this this work? And what I took away from her story is one, you have to start somewhere, right? So no matter where you are, you have to start somewhere, and you also have to be clear on where you ultimately want to go and her goal was to get paid to do her art and so in this case Paula was able to help her think about like how do you make your side hustle work that's something that I do here and I guess that's how I connected with this story it's like in creating this podcast I don't make money from it it is a passion project, but it is something that I want to be a true side hustle. So, like, what things do I need to put in place to make it a business? And in watching this film, I literally sat down afterwards because there was a question and answer period and emailed my accountant to figure out what do I need to do to make this a business. And that's how inspired I was because, you know, I'm always about taking action. So usually as soon as I learn something, I know that I have to take action on it right then or I'll talk myself out of it. I also met Mandy Money, um, if you follow um, personal finance, and I'm naming these people because they are people that um, I listen to and that impact my, my money story. And so Mandy Money does a podcast with Tiffany Aleche but I want her as an interview on this podcast. And so there are a lot of money influencers there that I think will you all will find interesting. And so I just said to myself, if I'm going to make this a business and I'm going to be serious about it, I got to ask at least one person to come on to my show. And so she was the person um, that I asked if she would come and guest uh, and do an interview here. Uh, for staying in the black, so we are working on that. So that's what I got out of that out of Paula Pant um, and then, and how lucky <clears throat> I am that I have health care based on the fact that I'm an educator, right? Because she worked in the service industry. She didn't have health care and she the, her, the person that she was co- the, the, the coachee needed health care. She was very transparent and vulnerable about some of her mental health issues. And to me, I felt like, oh my God, how does she not have health care? So I probably felt furthest removed from her story, but still was able to learn lessons and glean something out of her experience. And then the last partnership was Ross Mack and an NFL player who was drafted, who played in the NFL, who was injured and was trying to get back into the NFL, but over this time, had a large had a large lump sum of money that he was transparent that he spent basically on a house for his mom, a house for himself um his wife and his daughter, and some jewelry and a car and then he was left with this large sum of money and he had no income coming in and so you know he needed to figure things out and mac Ro- uh, Ross Mack was the person for him because he spoke to him about. Investing, and so it highlighted something that you know we all I hear often. Let me say that that we aren't taught financial education, and so a lot of times, especially young Black boys, they work hard. Um, I think this football player he said he had been playing football since he was like five years old. That's all he knew how to do, um, and no one had taught him how to handle the money, and now he had this large lump sum sitting there. But if the money wasn't coming in or if he wasn't going to make the money work for him, he would soon be poor again. And so I think the biggest thing with him was the mindset shift and to getting over his fear of investing. And so I know many of you struggle with that fear or concern. Am I doing it right? Investing is like gambling. I don't want to lose my money, sort of thing. And interestingly, um, in my story, investing in my retirement accounts was never an issue for me. I never even thought about it. And I think part of the reason was because I just felt like it's going to be a long time before I need that money, and so I can make mistakes and I have enough time to correct my mistakes. So when it came to my, you know, four hundred three b. Um, or my TDA and my 457, my deferred comp, I didn't really have a problem choosing my investment or my investment strategies in that money. Now that I'm closer to retirement, you know, I'm, I'm very mindful of what I do with it and how I do it. But in my investment accounts, I mean, in my retirement accounts, I didn't really have a problem with investing there. But when it came investing in a taxable account or with money to, like that I was putting away for my savings... That was a challenge and a huge fear. And I've shared in previous episodes how I had read Susie Orman's Women in Money book. And at the time that the book first came out, if you opened an account, I believe it was with TD Ameritrade at the time, if you put in $50 a month for 12 months, they would give you $100 at the end of the month. And I did that. I never stopped the automatic withdrawals that account grew to like almost $8,000. I think it was $7,800. I had it sitting in a money market account because I was afraid to invest it. So it was just sitting there in cash. And then one thing we've learned this year about inflation is that if I had waited until now, inflation would have decimated that money. The $7,000, this you know, the $7,800 I, I saved would be worth probably like $5,000 with just the rate of inflation over all the years that I had saved it. And so those were the, you know, so the importance of investing was really important and the importance of the importance of investing it and the mindset around investing was really important in this process. So that's a synopsis of the movie. I didn't want to tell you the whole story so you don't know where they started or where they ended. But if any of these stories sound interesting to you, go and watch the movie on Netflix. I think that you will enjoy it and will be inspired and you may take different lessons from getting smart with money. And so I started this episode by saying, this is a review of getting smart with money and also about mindset, because all of the coaches had to address their coaches' mindset around money before they could even get started. The fact that you listen to this podcast um that you're looking at your money says that you're you you've shifted your mindset about money. You want to get better with how you handle your personal finances and you want to, um, grow your knowledge and experience. And often, you know, seeing someone else's story is helpful in this process. So, you know, sit down Think about your money story, meaning the stories that you've heard um, or that you lived as a childhood. Think about how they impact how you deal with the money. And if you feel that there's a space that you need to improve on, then do the work that it takes. Um, one of in the end of the film during the discussion portion, Um, At the end of the screening, someone asked a, a, a money mindset question and it was really interesting. And Tiffany Alecce was very transparent that, you know, she has some guilt over being financially successful and she has to deal with that. And she was the one thing that she said that I thought was really powerful is like, not everyone you know anyone can do it but it won't happen for everyone and her being blessed to do well with money and be successful with money gives her the opportunity to bless others and to bring her whole community up and that's something that she has to tell herself as she continues to be successful so oftentimes when think- people think about money mindset they think about it oh the person who has a negative view and turning it into a positive view But her response to the question even says that even if you are doing well with money, there's sometimes guilt or shame of doing well with it. Right. So you have to it comes both ways. It's not, you know, just for people who have negative thoughts. It works on the positive side. Well, it's the negative thoughts that are happening, but it's not for people who just struggle. People who do well with it also struggle with their money mindset and how they should manage their money. So I hope that this review has you go out and see the film. Um, And when I say go out, go to Netflix and see the film. Uh, The action step that you could take is watch the movie, take notes, apply what you can to your life so that you can get smart with money. Thank you for listening. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. At Staying in the BLK. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when.